Motherfucker! Hold on, I hope y'all watching this shit! First round, real quick. That are in those training rooms with him know how good. Because he, he just knocks dudes out real quick in the first round. Yeah, but now we're gonna get a good. I might fuck with this guy. He just to me. He just, I thought he was a con artist. No, they're, just based off his look. They're an edge. Holy shit! What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room, November 17th, Wednesday, 2021. Got Steve in here with me. What's going on, Steve? Oh, man, you know, just chilling, doing my thing, man. Happy everyone. Hope everyone's having a good day. Tuning in, man. Um, got the special guest today, man. Pro wrestler Alex Vincent, man. So, shout out Alex Vincent, man. Coming <laughs> What's in. What's up, man? Hanging out with us today, man. How you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm a little tired, but. Okay, okay. So, Alex Vincent, man, how's it going? Uh, wrestle for the Kokomo. Kokomo, uh, Kokomo Wrestling. Is that, well, we saw you in a AACW over the weekend. AAC. Is that is that where you usually wrestle at? Yeah, I, uh, I used to wrestle in Indy a little bit, but I uh, took a break. It's kind of a drive, so. And then uh, Shane, he runs the company in Kokomo, man. He he saw me, and he's like, yeah, we'll have you here. So there I was. Uh, how, how long have you been in the wrestling business? I uh, started at 18, and I'm 26 now. So it's been quite a minute now. I'm uh, It's been eight years, and I get hurt a lot, but it's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you get into the business? Well, I uh, I kind of have like a John Morrison story, man, where uh, I used to do parkour and free running and jump and split, spin and flip and all that fun stuff. And then uh, I was at the park down south and I was doing it and uh, a random guy walked up to me named Marcellus, man. And he's like, hey, man, he's like, you ever thought about doing wrestling? I was like, well. I've seen, I don't really like the idea of wearing a singlet and wrestling dudes on a mat. He's like, no, 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 none of that. He's like, the WWE stuff, throw you through a table, hit you with a chair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, only since forever. <laughs> that sounds awesome. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, man, come hang out with me, my dudes, and we'll train you up and train for about a year. And then I got my first match, and it was good, man. It was fun. Heck yeah, man. So, so you say you've been in this for about eight years now, man. What what keeps you motivated and keeps you keeps you going in this game, man? Uh, I compare it a lot to uh, like Broadway or putting on a play, man. It's just the love of performing and it, something about like if, even if I'm the bad guy, because I've been the bad guy a few times, being the bad guy and getting booed, or being the good guy and getting cheered, it's the same thing. So it just means I'm doing my job well and. Uh, the people, man, the, the fans and the, the kids and the families that all come out and they love it. And it's still kind of got the illusion for them. And, you know, they're still loving it and seeing them smile makes me smile, man. So that's why I do it. Um, Did you, did you get trained here in Indiana? Uh, yeah, I got trained uh, in a company down South. Uh, but Marcellus was my, my, my guy, man. He was my trainer. He, uh, he straight hooked it up. He other people, man. I was I was skinnier back then. I could admit, and uh, I was the little guy, man. So all the big guys wanted to practice their moves on me, and like, hey, man, you should you know try this move. And Marcellus was having none of it. He's like, hey, get get out of the ring. He's like, you're gonna train with me. He's like, I'm not gonna let you be some little jobber. He's like, I'm gonna get you to be a wrestler, not someone's little guinea pig. So that was it. So you said you you wrestled in indie, so I know I wouldn't watch you wrestle in Kokomo. It was a great show. Is there any other organizations that you wrestle for or want to wrestle for? Um, well, I think everybody's end goal is to be on TV, but I don't think that's mine, man. I like the indie scene. Um, no, and I've only wrestled for those two times. I wrestled in Kokomo here, and then in Indianapolis, and I've done you know I've gone to shows where I bring my gear just to be as a fan, and then people are like, hey man, if, I mean we have a spot, you know, if you want to come in, so. That's always cool, but that's pretty that's pretty rare that that happens. But yeah, I've never been like a, a permanent member of more than just one or two shows. Uh, where where did you wrestle at in Indy? 
um, a company called Indianapolis Championship Wrestling. Okay. Are they are they still are they still running? Uh, I think that the owner is on hiatus right now. He's taking a break for a while, and then I think they're going to get back into it at a later okay. date. I'm not sure. We we go down and watch uh, WCWO. Yep, I've heard a lot about them, man. I've uh, I actually just got at the last show. I got invited by Brody to. He's like, hey, man. He's like, I'll you know. Yeah, we saw Brody there, there uh, last month. Yeah, he he invited me to come out to WCWO. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. It's a getting my name dropped like that. It's a good uh, from what we've seen, and we went there and commentated one of their shows, like we did with Kokomo. Uh, it's it's ran it's ran by good people. Yeah, they got I've a nice that, setup. Man. Oh, Joe, Joey Owens has a nice setup there, and yeah, if you're yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, I'm I uh, I would say go go down yeah. there and check it out. Yeah, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about them. Actually, everyone talks about how they're probably the you know, top three companies in Indiana. So yeah. actually I think we're going down there this Friday to watch. Now, that sounds like a plan, man. If I didn't have to work, I'd go with you, but wrestling <laughs> don't pay all the bills. <laughs> oh <so>. yeah. <laughs> it's a grind, man. Uh, so what, like, what do you think is the hardest thing about, uh, being an independent wrestler and trying to, and trying to move up into to other organizations and getting your name out there? Well, uh, being likable whether you're a good guy or a bad guy man it's it's tough because the bad guys they like to stay in character the whole time so you kind of think that they're not like sociable whatever but as far as difficulty to get from like going from like little nothing shows to bigger shows man just put in the work like that's the hardest part is getting you know i know everybody has a a shoot job a real job they gotta be making their money with and i know it's hard to get free time to go and and train and wrestle, man. But if you, if you're trying to make it, man, you got, you got to put that, you got to make time. Like your days off, you got to be spending that time training, getting in shape, getting your cardio up and getting in the ring, getting your bumps in, doing suplex drills, which are horrible, but you got to do it, man. You got to, got to stay with it. That's the only way you're going to go up. And that's a pretty cliche answer, but <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> hey, just got to keep grinding, man. Keep pushing. Yes, sir. So how important is it to have like guys like Brody around and and guys like that to kind of help you keep you motivated and keep pushing like when you guys practice and get together and stuff? How important is it to kind of have mentors in the in the wrestling game? Man, Brody's on a whole different level, man. He is he's awesome. First of all, I, I, like I've spent some time with him in the ring before the shows, and he's uh, he's got a lot of knowledge, man. He's he's a really smart dude and definitely kind of locker room leader status. Uh, him and uh, Christian Cash, they're and Justin. They're pretty, pretty big names, man. They they like to keep stuff in order and help the younger guys out, help the greener guys. And um, it's important, man, because if it wasn't for people like that, there would be no one like me, man. There'd be no one like uh, you saw that big Hawaiian guy, right? That was his first match, and Brody was there every step of the way training him, and I helped in a little bit, you know, and. Um, it's definitely nice to have motivators and, and people that are there to help you and, and help you practice and get your moves in and try and learn new stuff. And people like Brody who have been going for so long, they've got a lot of knowledge and they're able to really get their fingers in anywhere they can and help you out. So it's definitely, it's, it's, it's beyond important to have those, those vets in there to show people what's up. So, so how many matches do you think over eight years, how many matches do you think you wrestled? Oh man, uh, I've taken a, two, a few too many chair shots to remember all of them, I guess. <laughs> but I'd say at least a hundred some odd. I um, I usually am in little throwaway matches because uh, up until, uh, well, I guess when I was in ICW, I was their champion the first for the first year. But after I lost the belt, I pretty much became what they call an enhancement talent, where. Uh, it was my job to make the other guys look good. So, um, I actually, you know, I, I, I'm just, I still hold on to a lot of my parkour roots and my free running stuff. So when I take a big clothesline, I can do a backflip, you know, and it makes, it makes the other guys look big. Um, so it's nice to finally have this character where I can be like getting in more important matches like just this last match in Kokomo man I was in a title match against two of arguably the best wrestlers in the company so 
it was uh that was kind of an honor for me man because i really i mean shane notices man he notices when you're putting in your work he's like he appreciated the uh the enhancement stuff i've done in the previous matches and he gave me the shot you know it's all it's like he says man it's all about someone giving you an opportunity and that's that's what he did for me and i appreciate it so uh how long ago did you uh, change characters um well i used to be the mercenary that was uh the first month I wrestled in uh, Kokomo. And that's, the what we, month. that's what we knew you as. Knew yeah. you as if, at first. Yeah. <laughs> they they and, told us uh, your name was Murray. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, hey, that's Alex Vincent. I've seen it on his shirt. I said, yeah, that's Alex I heard Vincent. you trying to correct it in, man. The, in the podcast, man. I, it was, uh, no, it's, uh, it's weird, man, because, like, you show up and you play your character and people are like, oh, that's, that's definitely, that's Merc, right? It's like Brody, man. That's not. I don't. I don't know for sure if that's his real name, but like I, everyone calls him Brody. You know him as Brody. So yeah. And then this gimmick I just started last month, and then I carried it into this month, and so uh, I think I'm gonna run with this for a while because it's pretty nice, man. It's nice. Uh, it's it's nice having half my face covered because I would rather die than do an ounce of crowd work. So <laughs> I can hide my face and just ah, you know. Right. Right. So you're you're more a fan of the uh, the just you know the wrestling aspect, yeah, the art of it, and I know that crowd work comes with it, um, right, right. I, and I do, you know, I come out for intermission, but when you're trying, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to be the good guy with a mask who's supposed to be cryptic, so he can't talk really. And so, like, I just like last month I came out handing out candy, and then I was like, oh. Great! It's October. Everyone's handing out candy, so that's that doesn't work. And then this month, I handed out glow stick bracelets during intermission. And um, I was during our match, man. I was trying to, I was trying to let it be about them because they've been having a feud for the past couple months now. So I was kind of you know staying on the sidelines as far as crowd work and letting them work it, and you know letting the crowd choose who they wanted to choose. So that's why I didn't do a whole lot of crowd work on that that match but yeah that's it man <laughs> right right so so what's one of the what's one of your favorite matches that you've been a part of or favorite don't even have to be a match just favorite moments that you've been a part of since you've been wrestling um i'd say i've got two really fun ones one of them resulted in me getting hurt and then the other one was uh also me getting hurt so that tells you what about <laughs> me you know <laughs> uh, i was just a wee babe uh, still wrestling without a shirt because I was all confident, and uh, I was wrestling in a mat. And I wasn't. I was. I came out with my manager or my my trainer, Marcellus, man. And uh, he used to throw roundhouses. And my dude was. He was like the Hawaiian hitman, bro. He was huge. And um, <laughs> after the match, well, to finish the match, he wanted me to slide a chair into him. And this was my character arc: was that I was going to betray him because he was a bad guy, and I wanted to be a good guy. So I went to go slide in the chair, and I was like, nah, you don't need that. You can beat him without it. He turns around, gets speared, and loses the match, right? And <laughs> he pulls me into the ring to punish me for uh, <laughs> losing in the match. He hits me with the chair a couple times, throws me against the ropes, comes back, hits me with a, a finisher. And uh, as he's picking me up, he's, like, giving me a hug. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm sorry. He stands me up and holds my shoulders out like this, and he swings one of those kicks at me, right? It was hot. We were were working outside. The mat was black, okay? The idea was for him to kick me on my shoulder around here, and I was just going to, you know, sell my face. Man, I was so sweaty. He slipped slipped off, cracked me right in my head, knocked me out right in the middle of the ring. (laughs) And uh, I crumbled, man. There was no no bump. It was just... He was out... Yeah, I was out, and uh, damn, I come to as he's pulling me out of the ring. He's like, "You gotta help me! You gotta help me!" He's like, "You're heavy." I'm like, "I can't. I'm dead." Nah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, "You killed me, man." So that was definitely that we still talk about that to this yeah, day. That's I one you don't remember. Gonna, you might not yeah, remember keep, it, but you're gonna remember it. <laughs> I remember. I remember being there. Um, and then my second favorite moment. Because that's the thing, man. It's like we're all, you know, we're all friends. Everyone that wrestles is a friend. Right. So um, we never want to, like, actually hurt each other. Well, uh, I was in a triple threat match, and uh, the idea was I was going to be on the top rope. I was about to jump, 
and then I was going to get kicked in the face by the guy in the ring who recovers. I fall out of the ring, which is eight feet, by the way, from the top rope to the floor, and I was going to hit a table and fall to the table, and it was going to be, you know, the table's going to break your fall so you don't hit your head on the floor, whatever. Um, so we set up for the spot. The third guy's outside the ring, and uh, I get up on my, my turnbuckle. I take the kick, and I don't like to look, man. Like, I just, you know, I, if, if I'm taking it, I, I'm going to take all of it. I don't put my hands up for chair shots. I take it to the face. Um so I start falling backwards through the table, and as I look back, no table, and I'm already horizontal, and we're wrestling on a on a in a basketball court. So that floor, man, it's not comfortable. So I had no time to react, and I just fell flat on my back from eight feet up. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the guy that was supposed to put up the table, who was outside the ring, runs over to me. He starts, you know, he's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I was like, "I'm gonna be down for a minute, man. You, <laughs> you, better, you better get in the ring and do some work." Oh. And uh, I remember that, man. I, that fall was in slow motion. It was horrible, but it was it was still a good match. Yeah. So he he just forgot to set the table up. Or? Yeah. He uh, we we kind of missed our cue on it, man. He uh he got knocked out of the ring, and maybe I was moving a little too fast, and I I got up on the rope before he could put up the table, and down I went. Oh man, hey, part of the game though, it happens. Yes, sir, it happens. So if you so don't get hurt, you ain't living, right? So what's Alex Vincent's finishing move, man? Uh, it was that move you saw where I threw him up on my shoulders and flipped him off of me. It's uh, Kenny Omega's finisher called the One Winged Angel. Mm-hmm. And um, I was trying to think of a way to set up for it because it's kind of it's, it's situational, obviously, because you got to get him up on my shoulders. So I was like, why not just have you beat me down in the corner? And I'll just pull you down, stick your head, kick you in the face, and then you're already you know in the perfect position for me to slide under. And uh, yeah, man, Kenny Omega is, is just on a whole new level. So... Whenever I used to use the blue thunder bomb because it was unique and nobody was using it, Sammy Zayn's finish. And then I, I got in a wreck and I hurt my shoulder and I can't be lifting people up like that as easily. So I was like, I'll just do something where I just pull you off of me instead of picking you up. And uh, I think it worked, man. That's the first time I've ever done. I never even practiced it. It's <laughs> hey, like we're doing it. <laughs> let's, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, fuck it, let's do it. Right. Well, uh, you mentioned Omega. Who are some of the guys you watch and kind of mold your character off of? Um, well, obviously, there's a Kane semblance. Uh, uh, Finn Balor, whenever he does the demon stuff, it's cool. Um, but as far as, like, inspirations, man, you got Eddie Guerrero, who I used to basically have my entire moveset was Eddie Guerrero back when I was able to pull it off. Now I'm fat and I can't do it, so... <laughs> Uh, Kenny Omega, obviously. Chris Jericho is, without a doubt, top five of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, and super cool. When I saw him at a, I met him at a Fozzie concert and uh, bought a VIP ticket. So we all got like a little, we got to be there for his warm up session, right? So he was like being super cool, talking to everybody. And uh, he actually, I gave him one of my shirts that I was wearing at the time for my, for my old gimmick. And he wore it in an Instagram photo and tagged me in it. I was like, Oh, I'm famous. <laughs> Damn. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool as shit. I know. Yeah. I like Jericho. Yeah, Jericho's the man. He I is mean. the man. Dude. He's, <laughs> he's man's like 56 years old and still, still popping off, putting in bumps, falling off of cages and stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, so we, for those that don't know, GSR was at Alex Alex Vincent's last show, and uh, the crowd was pretty lit, man. Hope y'all go check that out, check out his match. But what's it feel like, man, being in the ring and and having the the fans going crazy and and what's that feeling like, man? It's it's a it's a wild experience, brother. Especially if you're not used to it. Like for me, I'm used to being the bad guy, so uh, I'm used to getting booed. And that's it doesn't bring me down because I'm like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be booing me and you are. That means I'm doing my job right. But when you're getting cheered, man, it's it's different. It's it's, it's so much. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, and, the, and the different levels of cheering, too. So you, obviously you've got like the, the entrance cheering where everyone cheers for you when you come out. And then you do a couple little moves and make the bad guy look bad <laughs> and they cheer for you again. But then you do your finisher, man, like that that sweet flip, that one winged angel, bro, like they popped off whenever I did that and oh, yeah. um, but it was nothing compared to when Damien won like his kick 
I could hear it from back where you guys were at. It, it connected hard, yeah. man, and the crowd ate it up. And whenever he won, just the overall explosion of people that were just excited for him to finally have beaten Crisis, man, because they've been at it for like eight months. So it was def- it's definitely a uh, – it's exhilarating, man. Like I'm already – my heart's already beating when I'm in the ring, you know, because I'm – it's adrenaline and I'm moving and working and sweating. But – that just doubles whenever the crowd starts cheering for you when you win a match, man, or even when you lose and, you know, they, they're booing the other guy because you're like, yeah, I made that guy look like a bad guy. So they're they're booing him, which in turn is them cheering me. So it's like a whole round circle. It's it's, it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a, it's a fun experience to, to have them just screaming for you. Oh, which do you think is harder to, to do, uh, being a heel or a baby face? Oh, a heel. Oh no, a face. Sorry, it's it's really easy to get the crowd to hate you, but it's really hard to get them to like you. It's like um, it's like when you were in school and you don't turn in one homework assignment, you get a zero. It takes your grade down from an A to a B, but it takes you ten papers to get back up to an A. So uh, it's kind of the same thing, man. Like being a bad guy, you can get some really cheap heat by just talking crap about somebody's town. Like uh, it's that's easy so then as the good guy you got to do research like if you find out that they're going to be crap talking like if you're in a town with a college basketball team if you find out they're going to be you know talking crap about that college basketball team you got to come out in the jersey for that team to show that you are on that team you know you're you're for the good guys and uh, it's it's different man it's it's tough being a good guy but if the bad guy does his job right it makes it a lot easier So, if you if if what you're like if you could have one match, man, your dream match against it could be against anybody, past or present, indie, big time. What what would it be, man? Oh, well, for exposure purposes, I would have to go against someone like The Rock. But for <laughs> actual wrestling purposes, I think as far as like for technical stuff. It probably had to be Eddie, man. Eddie Guerrero was like, he was on a different level and everyone loved him. And it was nice. Uh, he, Man, I, I go back and I watch his matches all the time just to just to learn new stuff. And his his crowd work was second to none, man. He was amazing. So I think that would be that would be it for me. Eddie, you and Eddie Guerrero in a hardcore match. Oh, no. I've seen Eddie Guerrero in hardcore matches. Ain't no way. (laughs) He said, no way, dude. I don't blame you, dude. (laughs) Look what happened to Edge. Yeah, exactly. I'm not picking my nose. I'm breathing through my nose, and it's causing water to build up under my mask. Oh, I got it. I'm not gross. I don't pick my nose. Um, (laughs) uh, What what advice would you give... uh, a new guy that's get, that's wanting to get into the wrestling business. Uh, show up for training. Find somebody who is willing to um, take time out of his training to help you train, man. And like that's the thing is it, it's, it's exactly what my my trainer did for me. That's what that's what I can do, man. Sit down, shut up, listen, pay your dues, pay respect, set up the ring, help out where you can. Man, uh, you know, promoters are going to notice stuff like that. And, uh, like, especially for me, bro, when I was working in Indianapolis, I would carry the ropes around my shoulder while pulling in one of the turnbuckles at the same time. Like, it's – you never finish paying your dues, but it never hurts to to ask for help, you know. And, like, the big, the biggest thing, absolute biggest thing, listen. Just pick people's brains and listen to people's experiences, man. That's where – that's where you learn so much, like – um WWE used to have a guy there. He was he was big for a minute. It was Adam Rose. He used to come out with the Rosebuds, and yeah. um, we actually did a show with him in Indianapolis. And I walked in, and he's sitting by himself. We got thirty guys in there going over stuff, but no one's talking to Adam Rose. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" So I walked over to him. He's huge, by the way. He's just an absolute tank. But so I saw him. I was like, "You're Adam Rose, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Why are you over here by yourself, man?" He's like, "No one's talking to me." I'm like, man, screw that. So I sat down, sat with him for like three hours and talked with him. And uh, he was holding a seminar that night. And he's like, you're going to be in my seminar? And I was like, I'd love to, brother. But I uh, 
I spent my last 20 in gas to get here. He's like, I got you. You can do it, you know, for free. I was like, bet, man. So I got a, a free, uh, you know, session with Adam Rose and, I mean, stuff like that, man, where you just sit down and you listen and you tell stories and you listen to stories and you pick up knowledge and, like, listening to other people's experiences is, is the best for learning, man, because they tell you what not to do. And that's more important than telling you what to do. Yeah, it, from see, like I we haven't really been in this wrestling game, you know, as far as doing the indie stuff like too long and stuff. But one, two things I can say that seem to be really important if you wanna if you wanna do something in this game is you gotta you have to not be afraid to network. You gotta yes, be sir. you gotta you have to take your shots. You gotta go talk to the right people and respect. If you like, you said like just showing up, being there, taking the ring down, doing shit like that, and then networking. Like those two things, if you want to make it, I feel like are like you gotta have oh, yeah. those. Respect is the biggest thing, bro. Like right. when I'm in the ring, if I'm you know running training with somebody and I see somebody come in, we stop training, we shake hands. How you doing, brother? It's been a minute. How you how you feeling? And that not only shows my respect for them, but it shows my whoever I'm training that that's important and that you need to be doing that, you know, saying what's up. Cause we, you know, we're all, it's all a family, man. So. Exactly. And that's what most organizations we, we go around. It's real fan seems, you know, everyone seems real close and family oriented and stuff. So that's, that's the type of stuff I've, I mess with, you know? Yeah. That's uh that's the way to be, especially, I mean, if you don't shake hands, you're going to hear about it or someone's going to remember that. And then you, you know, like imagine if I had never shaken Brody's hand, like I just lost the opportunity at WCWO just right there. You know what I mean? So if I had never, uh, shaken Rick's hand, Rick wasn't there at the last show, but, um, if I had never shaken his hand, I never would have gotten the opportunity to even be in the ring. Cause I met Rick through my brother who my brother was trying to train. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I don't, I don't need to train. I'm good, you know. But it, it was post COVID, and I hadn't been in the ring for a while. And um, Brent, he's my brother. He's like, hey, come with me. He's like, I was like, all right, I'll come with you. And there was Rick. And then I got in the ring a little bit and worked around. And then Rick was like, hey, man, if you want a spot on the show, I'll talk to Shane. And just because I just because I went and shook his hand that one day, Rick hooked it up, and I got in the ring, and now I'm in title matches. You know what I mean? So <sighs> it's nice. Or, uh, or, uh, most of the, uh, veteran guys, like you mentioned, like Rose, you sitting and talk to him and him being cool and, uh, letting you go to that seminar or most of the older guys like that with the, uh, uh other talent. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag, man, because okay. you got the old heads who are like, oh, well, I don't know. Indie, a lot of them think that indie wrestling has become more of a circus act than actual wrestling. Oh, you're doing all the flips and spins and the crazy stuff, but you can't even, you know, do a, a leg drop or an arm drag. And um, I can, you know, but that's not what the crowd wants to see. You know, we're I get it. There's a there's an art to it, and you can't just start a match and be doing backflips. You got to build up to that stuff. But at the same time, if you're running, like I don't I don't care what anyone says, man. Hulk Hogan would have made it today. Like his his move set is too. It's too basic, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it back then when, when, you know, it was still fresh, but that same style has been going on for a hundred years now and people are ready to see some new stuff. So, and then you've got some guys like Adam, man, who was super cool and was like, yeah, he's like, what do you like to do in the ring? You know, and he shot me some pointers and I actually used one of the moves that he recommended that I use that night in my match. And, uh, so it's a mixed bag, man, but in general, like, especially at, like, uh, AACW and Kokomo, it's been, everyone there is super nice. Like, the older guys, they, they try to push over the newer guys. And, uh, but then I've been to some other companies, man, where, like, I don't know, people think, like, I'll give you an example. Like, my, my very first match was against a heel who'd been wrestling in the business for 20 years, 30 years or so. And he comes up to me for my match. He's like, all right, brother, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, okay. So I'm just being told what I have to do. My second match was against another heel. He goes, okay, what do you want to do? And I was like, that's better. I like that one a lot more because it, it opens up the floor for, you know, suggestions and 
that's not to say that I just going to get my stuff in and, and not do anything he wants to do, but we build off each other. You know what I mean? So if he's like, Hey brother, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to do a, you know, top rope drop kick. He's like, cool. Once you hit me with that, I'll roll out and do some crab work. So it's a dance, man. So when you come in and say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And I'm not changing it. Then you run into like that made my first experience. Not very good. So, but it's only gotten better from there. People have been a lot nicer. So, is that like a common issue that that you run into, or you, do you feel like that's like a common issue among the the indie scene that you know wrestlers with egos and and people not really want to work together? Well, um, as far as that, man, I, I can't really say I've seen a whole lot of that. There's people who have a lot of you know personal issues outside of the ring that end up getting in the ring together, but like. I've had a situation like that and it wasn't great and the match was okay, but it's, it's a difference, man. It's, it's like when you go to work, you leave your personal stuff at home and you're here to do a job. That's the same thing with wrestling. We're here to entertain the people who paid money to see us put on a show, not argue and yell at each other in the ring. So well, we can argue when we get backstage, but when we get out there, it's, it's a show. You know what I mean? So, I think one yeah. of the hardest things from what I've seen, if you're going to be, a, if you're a young guy wanting to come up in independent wrestling, is you got to make sure you get around the right people. Find, oh, yeah. find, find, you have to, is try to find somebody that you can trust. I think that would yeah. be one of the hardest things about it is trying, is making sure you pick the right guy or the right people to put yourself with. Cause I'm sure yeah. there's, and I'm sure there's people, there's promoters and stuff that will take advantage of younger guys. So that's, you know, I mean, so that's why I think you got to figure out who you can trust and who you can't and try to get around the best people you can. Absolutely, man. Chemistry is a big part of it. And, uh, like that's, that's why I was so grateful to have Marcellus, man. Cause he, he pulled me away from people who were trying to take advantage of me. And, you know, I'm, I was a young guy, stupid. He'd already been in the business for a couple of years. So you know, I'm just like, oh, look at these cool flips and tricks and stuff I can do in the ring, and I can do all this, and I can do all that, but I couldn't put on a match to save my life. So when I'm in the ring and I'm doing my flips, and someone's like, hey, man, uh, let me let me do this reverse choke slam to you since you're so tiny. I'll, I'll pick you up, and I'll slam you on your face instead of your back. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know, because I'm trying to impress everybody. And then Marcellus is like, uh-uh, nope, no, 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 get out of the ring. He's like, this is, if you show them that this is what you can do, this is all you're going to do. And... uh I'm glad that he did that, man, because if I hadn't done that, I would still be doing that same stuff to this day, just making other people look good instead of them making me look good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We've been, we've been lucky where all the people we've dealt with so far in the independent wrestling have been great. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. in Kokomo, that was our f- fourth one that we've uh, streamed and done commentary for. And we ha- I have a blast. I've been... Re- a wrestling fan since I was a kid, but as I got a little older, I didn't want, I didn't keep up on it as much. I'd watch a lot of the pay-per-views with my dad, but I wouldn't watch it like every Monday night or every Wednesday or now yeah. my dad, he watched, he don't miss a show. He watches them every day of the week. He's, he loves, he loves it. He's always, always has, but, uh, I've been watching a lot of the independent wrestling and you, you'll see a lot of good matches on there, but all the organizations we work with, everybody seems like a tight knit family. Yeah, there's there's very little drama, uh, and, and especially in AC, AACW. I've, I've seen some drama in other places, but like I said, once you get in the ring, that, that goes away. But um, I'm happy to hear that you've had only positive experiences. Um, it's it's not rare, but it, it happens that, you know, drama happens and people get in fights, and I've seen some matches kind of flip on their heads and, one person blames one person, one blames the other, and then it causes drama, and then that person wants to get everybody on their side, and the other one wants to get everybody on their side, and it splits the locker room. And But I'm glad that hasn't happened in the last couple companies I've been at. So it's nice to see. I don't know, man, because it, it, it is a brotherhood. Like, that's the thing you said. You got to find someone you trust, man. Like, it's, it's all about trust because if I if my job is to lift you up and suplex you, you got to trust me that I'm not going to drop you on your head. So... Yeah. Well, it's, that's like us. We'd have never been at AACW uh, Saturday night if it wasn't for Mike King. 
Yeah, Mike King's a beast. My, my King was talking to uh, Justin on Friday night and mentioned mentioned us to Justin. Justin said, like, yeah, give them a call, see if they, see if they can do it. Mike called us, and hell, Saturday night we're we're down there at AECW. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it was awesome having you guys there too because <laughs> it's it's nice to have some like a good quality video of all the matches because usually it's just you know people like for me I went by myself so I don't have anyone to record my matches so I just wouldn't have been able to watch that match back so whenever I found out you guys were going to be there recording all the matches I was like freaking yes dude awesome yeah one of the great things about what we do is like. You, we go record all these matches and stuff, and, like, it's it's cool. It gives these people, like, you know, opportunities, man. And if one of these dudes get a great – you never know what could happen. You know what I'm saying? So it puts people's stuff out there, and it gives people it gives people opportunities, man. And, we, and it would just be awesome to see one of our, one of these dudes that we've been with from the beginning, you know, grow just blow up or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So cause like, you never I'll know, man. That would be awesome. It would like, be awesome to see. Well, like Mike King gave us our first shot at doing commentary at one of his, at his show, DCCW, and we've done a couple shows for them now. And then we got we got from Mike King, we got a relationship with Joey Owens down there at WCWO, and we then we went down there and done one of their shows. And so, yeah, for, for our experience has been great because everybody that we've met has been awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, that's one of the benefits, whether you're recording a show or being in it, man. Like you, you meet a lot of cool people and a lot of interesting characters. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something funny that happened to me, man. Just at this show is I was sitting out in the crowd and whenever I'm out in the crowd after my match is over, I'll cheer for the bad guys because I think it's funny. And, uh, one of the girls was like, uh, I'd like to see you get in there and try it, you know? And I was like, ah, my mask is working. (laughs) <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what what triggered that memory just now, but because I know we weren't even talking about that. It just randomly hit my head, and I feel like I need to tell you guys. It was funny. <laughs> so where, where'd you get the mask, man? Where, where'd you come up with the idea for the mask? Um, a little bit is loosely based off of Squid Game uh, with the whole polyagonal, you know, edges and lines. And then uh, at the last show, I had a horrible uh, set of dreads that I bought. Out of, well, I bought the material and then formed them myself to make dreads out of alpaca fur. Um, and they were white, which I have black hair, so it didn't <laughs> it didn't look good at all. And then I was like, man, I'm just gonna get some some black dreads and I'll put those on the mask because this isn't my real hair. You guys know that, but the crowd might not. So uh, and then. Like, it looks way more uh, professional than it is. Uh, I literally just glued. I used E6000 strong glue to glue the dreads in. And then this is um, painter's masking tape that you put in your house so, so you don't paint over your life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make it work, bro. Yeah, man. That's. I mean, eventually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level it up and get, you know, a better material for it. But for now... I think it, it, I mean, it, it held together. You know, I got drop kick in the back of the head off the second rope, but none of my dreads fell out. So, yeah, we need to get you and you, we need to get you and uh, Dutch boy <laughs> in a match, the battle of the mask. Cause you yeah. both, you both got cool masks. So, we need to make that happen. <laughs> Shout out to Dutch boy platinum, man. What is the your... biggest reason for the mask was actually because I didn't want people to recognize me from other companies. I want because I'm here, you know. I'm doing a new, I'm doing a new gimmick. So I was like, I don't want people to show up to this show and be like, "Oh, that's freaking that guy from the other show." No, it's not. Shut up. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, we ha- we have the wrong name up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it, but I was uh-huh. like, you know what? That's fine. I don't care. I just wanted to see the match. That's all it was. On what? Oh, during yeah, his match, the, the we had Merc on there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he messaged me right, and when you met, it was. When you messaged me about when I was uploading the matches, that your name, when you messaged me, I was about ready to, I was just about ready to hit send, and I, it would already been on there. <laughs> Dude, I I, seen I was just on, getting ready to upload, and I was like, oh okay. I seen on your shirt too that it, where it said Alex Vincent. I said, and I was thinking like his name must be Alex Vincent because like why else would he be wearing a fucking shirt that says Alex Vincent? Yeah, we're rocking someone else's merch. Right. So I was like, uh, but hey, you know. 
This movie Out of all the old. shows we've done, I think there's only been one show that the card didn't have a wrong name on it or something. Yeah, it's always. Every time yeah. we get the card from somebody, it's, it seems like. And, like, there's always stuff like that, too. Like, uh, we were all backstage talking about, you know, our matches and our songs and everything. And Shane comes back. He's like, all right, guys, just to let you guys know, heels are coming out first, then faces. And that way the heels can get some crowd work in. And then the faces can come in and liberate, you know, and make them, you know, cheer for somebody. And then who else but me comes out first, the, the good guy. And then Damien comes out second, who is also the good guy. And then Crisis comes out last, who's the bad guy. So he flipped everything on its head. Uh, but it, it never goes the way you think it's going to go. Like, even with Shane, bro, he'll he'll send me a picture of something. Like, he sent me a picture once of the card that we had for the matches. And I was like, cool, I'll get a hold of my guy. And we'll set up a match, you know, over text and phone calls and stuff. And um, then I get to the show that night, and the whole card's different because people cancel or they're going to be late. And it, it never goes the way you think it's going to go. There's a lot more planning that goes into it, and a lot of last-minute planning and changes because people cancel, you know, an hour before the show starts. But it's part of it. Yeah, it'd be hard to put a card together and don't know who you have, don't have. And exactly. I know more experience usually get the card about 10 minutes before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that. I've had shows start and they're still working on the card where there's been two matches in and we don't even know who's the third one yet. But uh, you know what? No, those, those matches usually end up being really good and those shows end up being good shows generally. Yeah, well, I was at one show. They gave me a thing like five minutes before, and I'm trying to put all the names in so we could put the names up at the top. <laughs> and they're starting the show. I'm still putting. I'm still trying to put names in. <laughs> Chris, I got the other Chris. guy. Yeah, I got Eric, <laughs> Eric yelled at me. Come on, go. I'm like, dude, you're at the hold on a second. Chris, putting the pressure on him. Uh, it's wrestling, man. It's wrestling for you. We got through it, but yeah, there for yeah. a second, it's like, come on, yeah, yeah. you got because they started, they start, they gave me the card like five, ten minutes before the show, but then they started five minutes early. Wow. <laughs> so, so <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it, we got through it. But uh, what's your, what's your, uh, like, what's your goal or end game in the in the wrestling business? Man, I think everybody's end game is WWE. I don't see myself there. I don't think that I would enjoy it. Um, I think that my my end game is to wrestle somebody that has been in WWE. I came close. I was in a battle royal with um, Adam Rose, and that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I got punched by Adam Rose. I'm kind of a big deal. Um, (laughs) But I never actually had a one-on-one with someone who's been, you know, in the big names. So I think that would be fun. Uh, Yeah, I think that that's – that's that's my end game goal. I think I wouldn't stop obviously after that, but I think that that would be what I want. I also was close to having a triple threat with Billy Gunn, um, but the guy that was going to be in the match originally said he wasn't going to be there, and they ended up showing up anyway. I was like, yeah, you better freaking show up, dude. It's Billy Gunn. You're not going to miss a match with <laughs> Billy Gunn. He'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> he never forgive himself. Uh-oh. Nah, dude, if, <laughs> oh my God, if I ever missed out on an opportunity like that, like literally my grandma died and I didn't go to the funeral so I could go and have my seminar with Adam Rose. Like, <laughs> cause I was like, I would never forgive myself if I don't go. But, and you know, it was also like, I, I don't want to remember my grandma like that. You know, I want to remember her being happy and vibrant. So, uh, that's what I did. And then I went to the show and she was, she always dude. She hates technology, but she would always watch my matches on her phone. So I was like, she wouldn't want me to miss the show, yeah. especially not with someone like Adam Rose. So I ended up going to the show anyway, and it was pretty awesome, man. I'm glad I went. What was it? What was it like going to an Adam Rose seminar, man? Um, everybody like? has their own different things, man. Like uh, my brother went to Rikishi seminar, uh-huh. and. Uh, they, they were just two totally different things. Like you would think Rikishi's would be a lot more relaxed, man. But from what I heard, he was showing these younger guys what's up. Like Rikishi's a big boy 
and he's kind of old, but he didn't miss a step. And he was ahead of the guys who have been wrestling for 10 years that have been, you know, in really good shape. So, uh, yeah, it's it, everyone's different, man. His was, um, he was focusing on chain work where you go from, you know, your grapple into your arm lock, wrist lock, head locks, takedowns. Um, he worked me till I puked. I'll give him that. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the shows we commentated, uh, Rikishi was on it. Yeah. And then, uh, Boogie, the Boogeyman was on it. Uh, uh, Samu, Head Shrinker Samu was on it. So we had both Head Shrink, original Head Shrinkers there. It was a DCCW card back in October. Yeah. But, uh, and all of them got, Rikishi and all of them guys, man, they were, they were cool. They were cool. Rikishi yeah. got in there, stink face somebody. That was awesome. To. That was awesome, man. You know, seeing that like <laughs> up close and personal was just amazing. Well, we got, and we have video of it. That's all, that's on YouTube yep. and stuff. And it's been seen over, we got over one 500 views view, on that one so far. Few videos and I'll be real though, man. I wouldn't want to be too up close and personal with Rikishi's ass. I, I no. feel like. Well, the guy, <laughs> the guy that got it was lucky because he had yeah. uh, he had sweats on. He didn't he didn't get it. Uh, right. he, he didn't, didn't get the old he, school way. No, didn't get the whole beef. I seen somebody on just the other night watching wrestling one of the WrestleManias. Rikishi was stink facing somebody, and I was like, damn. Thank yeah. God he has sweatpants on, cause and man, you know, my boy puts on a whole ass match before he does that, so you know it's just oh. ass. Oh, <laughs> hey. dude, but hey, making good money to take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, was... for real, I would do it. I would honestly, I would do it for free just to say I got stink faced by Rikishi. Would you eat worms out of Boogeyman's mouth? I don't think Boogeyman's legacy is quite like Rikishi's. <laughs> so, but we had people not. doing that shit here. Yeah, and I was like, show. I don't know about all that, man. That I'd, I'd let him drop out. some on my face out of his mouth or something. I don't know if I'd catch one in my mouth. That's a little little much for me. <laughs> and people in the crowd was eating them. And oh, man. I'd get in. I'd have got in there and let Rikishi give me the stink face. I pro- maybe that. I would have. I probably would have let Rikishi. That's legendary, bro. That's legendary. You know, he's... I think that he's really getting to the point where he's about to be done. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so Rikishi. It, it would be like taking a, a rock bottom or a choke right. slam from The Undertaker. Like, taking a signature move from someone like that is something Stone you would remember stunner. for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that, man, you'd remember forever. I, my dream would probably be getting stunnered. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would be pretty sick. That would be my met, dream. Like, if I could I get Stone Cold Austin. stunnered. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. That would I, be my uh, dream scenario. I met Steve Austin at a truck, a monster truck show, a couple, a long time ago. Back before I even knew what, um, I mean, I knew what wrestling was, but like, I didn't realize who I was meeting, like the level of fame that he had. Um, he was actually sponsoring a monster truck that was at the show, and The Rock was there, and Kane was there. Well, I don't know if it was the real Kane because he was back then. He was wearing the mask, so. But my recollection was that he was rather short to be Kane, um, but. Yeah, I met Steve Austin. Me and my mom took a picture with him, and uh, I got to—I took a picture of The Rock, but I couldn't get close enough to him because no one would let me. And then I got a picture with Kane back when I—I I was probably ten, so it's been a minute. But yeah, cool, I still have those. Those are on Polaroid somewhere in my house. I've got them somewhere. That'd be cool as hell. Meet uh, Stone Cold, man. That'd be awesome. I've seen him wrestle live quite and a few Kane. times, but I never got clo- I always never Kane got close enough up to meet him. Oh, I always yeah. like Kane a lot. Yeah, Kane's. I did always like Kane a lot, man. Kane's dope, dude. Kane is like, dope, man. I think he should have kept the mask on. It, his destruction afterwards was really, really good. It kind of brought out a whole new thing. Yeah. But then they did the whole corporate Kane thing, and I was like, that's stupid. I don't know. And now he's actually a mayor or whatever. Yeah, he's a mayor <laughs> yeah. of some town. Knox County, Tennessee. Yep. Tennessee. Crazy. It's cool, though. Got one? So what What did you say is end game? What, what was the end game? Uh, wrestle, to wrestle somebody, wrestle that someone that was in, in WWE. WWE. Okay. Do you do you have anybody anybody in mind? Yeah. Oh. Um. 
honestly, man, after sitting and talking with him, I think it would be Adam Rose. I think that I would like to, well, man, like Undertaker, of course, or like Steve Austin would be sweet. But as far as more recent guys, probably, yeah. Yeah, I could see that because, I mean, Especially you said you talked to him for like three hours, so you have a you have a personal relationship with him. So yeah, and I mean, it was cool of that, him to so that makes it mean that makes it even mean a little more, right? Like it would be like even like for instance, this last match I was in, bro, that was like a, such a good honor for me because I've only wrestled four times for that show in Kokomo, and they already put me in a title match, and only one time before this that I had this gimmick. So, and they put me in a title match with those guys. So, like, imagine I'd be on cloud nine, bro, wrestling Adam Rose. All right. Uh, do you have Do you have anything you would like to uh, promote or plug or before we, uh, we get out of here? Um, I will tell you that on my TikTok page, I uploaded the video of uh, me slamming that guy, and hmm. it has like two hundred views. That's all I got. <laughs> but see, it's crazy, man, because my TikTok, I have like uh, 1,100 something followers right now. And it seems like it's just hit or miss with the videos I upload, where sometimes I'll get a lot of views and sometimes I don't. I'm at, what am I at right now? 1,143 followers, and that has 158 views on it. So it's it's, it's hit or miss, man. You never know what you're going to get. That, but right. uh, that's video like from it, the, is that video from the other night? Yeah. Okay, sweet. It's, uh, I took a, a clip of the one where I flipped him over my okay. head. Okay. I know the other guy, Eric, he's on TikTok. Neither one of us are on TikTok. Man, that's, that's a whole new market, man. You should, you should look into it. You can live stream directly from your phone right to TikTok. So if you're at a match, you can directly oh. live stream the match to your TikTok page. That's why I was going to do this TikTok's time. Hot right now. What? We might have to. We might have to get on there too. And we, we we've been thinking about getting in, getting into uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. Nothing. You're in a whole different what direction with it. <laughs> oh. Looks like right now we we stream live Maybe on one uh, day. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. But now, like, at the show, we just do do YouTube and Twitch because Facebook's so damn picky yeah. about copyright shit that... We, yeah. And we tried, do, we tried doing it on Facebook, and we'd, like, mute when the music was on. But that took, to us, that took away from the video because... Right. For one, we the commentators talk a lot when the guys are coming to the ring. And for two, that means you missed a fan reaction to the guy coming out. So we yeah, decided not to do stream live on Facebook for the shows anymore. You also run into like certain people's songs, you know, like mine's a dubstep yeah. song, so it's got like a slow build into like a big thing, and that's when I come out. So if you don't hear the music, you just see me go, ah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we tried yeah, at the that. Uh, that WCW event, we didn't like it, so we was like, for now on, we'll just stream live on YouTube and Twitch for the shows. Yeah, Facebook's a bunch of dicks, man. But like yeah. today, like today, face we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and we do. A show every day of the week. Yeah, we got a sports betting show every morning, and then when we do a sports talk show three times a week, and then now we're doing all the wrestling stuff. <laughs> oh, they're busy, man. So we're, yeah, we're staying busy. <laughs> you got any merch, man? Uh, no. Uh, my my plan is my plan was to uh, start getting kind of a bigger name at this AACW show, and then start uh, getting more masks and selling them. You should definitely um, get into merch, man. Because I, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of amateur, like, a lot of wrestlers, man, they don't, because like you're, you're selling your merch. If you go out there and you put a good match in, and you, you know, I feel like, man, I feel like merch is, is one of the things every wrestler should be doing. But yeah, you know, like especially someone like Christian, man. Christian could be making bank because everybody loves Christian, right? And you're, that's just, that's, you know, oh, we just, uh, we just got a comment. Is uh, from uh, I think it says heathen, but it says congrats to Vincent. My cousin Marcellus is proud of you, bro. And someday he's going to find out what all you've learned over the years. Yeah, that's my that's my trainer, Marcellus. Man, that's uh, heathen is Marcellus's cousin. Okay. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I want to wrestle Marcellus. Whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking oh, yeah. my freaking head off, man. Now, w w was you trained here? Was that in Indiana? 
Yeah, that was down south. Okay, in, down uh, south. Washington. Okay. So Marcellus is still wrestling? Yeah, he's uh, he's still kicking people's heads off as far as I know. Uh, I know he took a break for a while. I think he's going to start up again uh, either next year or the year after in the beginning of the year. He, he had an injury and was out for a couple of years. But You know what organization? I have no idea. I have to get a hold of him. He's. I talk to him as often as I can, but uh, I haven't heard from him for a minute, so I'll have to, especially now that he's talking all that shit, I'm going to have to text <laughs> and see where he's at. <laughs> um. Oh, do you know when the next uh, your next uh, show is? <sighs> I don't. Um, AACW is going on a break, man. We uh, we got to find a new building. So uh, Shane was talking about could be as late as April next month or as early as you know January. Um, I found a building in Tipton. I let him have the information for that, and we'll see if that goes anywhere. Uh, but it sucks, man, because that Kokomo crowd's hot. Like, oh, yeah. they, they love that stuff. And I would hate to – I mean, it's only 20 minutes from Kokomo to Tipton, but I would hate to see people have to be like, oh, man, I can't make the show because it's, you know, 20 yeah. minutes away. Yeah, that was a great – yeah, that crowd was great the other night. And I they think were, it came man, across on, on our, vi- on our uh, video. I think it came across pretty good. You could hear it. It the, did. Oh, yeah. The crowd man, was... you, want a, you want a reaction, go back and watch uh, the end of my match where when Damian won. You couldn't even hear nothing. Yeah, it was just yeah. so loud. They loved it. Go watch that, man. For real, it was a really good, really good match. Well, all right, man. Uh, anything, anything else you'd like to talk about or get out there? If you want to wrestle, train and listen, and find a ring, find a school. If you can't find a school, find a person who was trained at a school, like Marcellus was. If you're like, looking, get, if you're looking for a school, trained. If you're looking for a school. Uh, and I'm not a wrestler or anything. I'm just a guy that's been doing commentary. But I would recommend uh, Joey Owens and Jake Oman down at WCWO, and I think it's White River Wrestling. I think is what Oman is. But, yeah, those are good people, man. And those companies they got they got a big name in Indiana. So if you're wanting to get over, you want to get ahead, go there. They will they'll set you up. We got lucky and got to see uh, Oman doing some of the training. Yeah, we, we was down there setting up for the show, and dude, man, I was impressed. It's legit. It's no man. joke, man. It's legit. I was impressed. It is legit, man. I was impressed too, man. I never seen nothing like that, you know. I didn't, you yeah. know. I've never seen wrestlers train, you yeah. know, <laughs> until yeah, then. The thing, bro, is like, uh, it's it's weird because like everything. Like, I always tell people, you won't use, like, it was school, right? They're like, oh, you'll use everything you learn here, and then you just don't. But in wrestling, it's different, bro. When when they're, you know, they're they're practicing and they're they're rolling from corner to corner or they're taking 10 bumps in a row where they fall on their back, you will use that at some point. Like, you can never take too many bumps. You can never take too many rolls. You can never hit the ropes too many times because you're always going to try to find ways to improve and get better. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's the illusion, man. They they want people to think that these superstars in WWE and stuff are just born and they just know how to work because it's not wrestling, it's fighting. So they want you know people they don't want to see the behind the scenes and the training and stuff, but it's there. And I trained. I was ready earlier. My Marcellus was telling me he's like, "You're ready now," but he's like, "I want to make sure." So we I trained for another six months under him, and then my first match was. Who was it? Johnny Richards was my first match down south, and uh, he was a pretty big name in the company anyway. So, no, it wasn't Johnny Rich. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> he was I, one. I, he was up I, there. I get hit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got anything else, Steve? No, man. Just appreciate appreciate you hanging out with us, Alex. And hey, I appreciate you letting me on. You know, I've never done nothing like this before, so no doubt. We hope to. Uh, Hope to see you at the next uh, AACW event. I think we're, I think we're going to be there. They, he, uh, Shane invited us back. Yeah, I've, so. uh, whenever I find out when it is, I'll be there for sure. And I think Shane's actually going to come on the show here pretty soon. He needs to so. talk about his career, man. He's one of those people that I'm talking about where you just want to sit down and you want to listen oh, to yeah. him and, and pick his brain. And just from talking to him a little to bit Saturday night, I was like, yeah, we, we need to sit down and talk to this guy. 
Yeah, he's been in it, man. He's been in the he's been in the ring a long time. So that's just like Mike King, man. I love sitting and listening to him tell stories. Like we all <laughs> rode King's up together. Genius. We all rode up together Saturday night. Me, was, uh, uh, well, four of us: me, Steve, our other guy, my dad, and we had Roger, the guy that ended up refing the last match, and uh, Mike King. And we all rode together, and Mike was telling stories the whole hour and a half trip up there, and it, like, it was cool as hell. Cool as hell, man. Like yeah, Mike's hilarious. a genius. He's hilarious. I love Mike. <laughs> also, the last uh, bit of advice I can give you is don't fall in love with Jordan Bell, even though it's really easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the one wearing all white yeah. at the show. He's he's great, dude. I love Jordan. Yeah, he, he's came, awesome. uh, he came on the show Friday. Yeah, yeah last Friday. He was on, there. He was on Jordan. The, yeah, he was on the show the Friday <laughs> Friday right before we ended up being there. And uh, when I posted that we was gonna be there on social media, he messaged me and was like, "Is this real? You guys are gonna be be at Kokomo?" Because the only person that knew them was uh, Justin, right? Because Justin and Mike King had talked, and then Mike King called us and was like, "Yeah." But oh, Jordan's been good to us so far too. He's uh, he seemed like a real good guy. He came down here in studio and sat and talked to us. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. I love Jordan. Yeah, he's I always call him handsome every time I see him. <laughs> Oh, Jordan. All right, all right, Alex, I appreciate you joining us. Not a problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully we'll, see, uh, see, like I said, see you at the next show and uh, even have you back on again if you'd like. Hell yeah, dude, I'll come back. All right, yeah, get you back on here when Eric's here too and have another conversation. Bet. Definitely. All right, man, we will talk to you later. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. Yep. Later, man. You too. Alec Vincent. All right. I'm, before I end it real quick, don't forget, we're live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. Come join us. We're giving out winners. We're also live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern with GSR Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, both those shows are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Also, you can find both those shows in podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, this interview today will also be put on the podcast network, too. Uh, also, follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. That's where we post all information about our shows, our daily picks for Easy Money, a sports betting show, or uh, all information about interviews, all that gets posted on our social media. So uh, check that out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. Also, check out our merch, merch store, streamlabs.com, forward slash Gonzalez Sports, forward slash merch. We have t-shirts, hats, beanies, a lot of different things on there. So go check that out. Uh, you got anything, Steve? Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Make sure you come back. Shout out to my boy Alex Vince. He gonna whoop your ass. You get out of line. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Peace. <laughs>